Welcome everyone to episode 5 of 10 Minute Country. Um, in today's uh, episode we're looking at politics. We're going to get into the thorny issue of what happens when country music and politics collides. Um, this is prompted by Eric Church's uh, interview in um, Rolling Stone magazine last week which has caused something of a furore amongst certain uh demographics um, and certain people in the States. Um, back in 2003, Natalie Maines, lead singer of the Dixie Chicks, caused probably the biggest career-changing political scandal of modern country music times, when, obviously, this is a story um, most people are aware of, but she declared from a London stage that she was ashamed that George Bush was from Texas. And it brought the Chicks' career as a band crashing down. Um, outrage spilled over into death threats um, from fans. And the band was effectively blackballed by the industry. And in fact, it's only now, about 15 years later, that the Dixie Chicks are beginning to gain back some of that traction that they've lost. Such was the impact of, of Natalie's statement. Um, although, you know, I suspect... They wouldn't change a single thing, and if they could go back in time, they'd say exactly the same um, that they did, and, which I admire them for. Um, but last week, Eric Church found himself in hot water after an interview with Rolling Stone magazine. Um, he blamed lobbyists for not stopping mass shootings like the Harvest 91 festival that he played at last year. And he said, I quote, at this point in time, if I was an NRA member, I would think that I had more of a problem than a solution. And I would question myself real hard about what I wanted to be in the next three, four or five years. He's basically calling out the NRA, calling for gun control. Um, it's no surprise that Fox News, that great Trump-supporting bastion of right-wing beliefs, led the fight back against him. They posted a feature um, detailing the response to Church's comments about the NRA on Twitter. Um, now, let's be honest, you could say babies are beautiful or that vegetables are good for you on Twitter and someone somewhere would be offended and would argue against you. So Twitter is no real yardstick. But unfortunately, it's it's a Wild West frontier place where anyone can say anything. And Fox News collated all the comments about Trump and put them in one place. People like Patty Tatums, who quoted on Twitter, hear that flushing sound, it's Eric Church's career going down the to toilet. Or Mark Peterson's count me in as a former Eric Church fan. You know, they were the sort of prevalent comments across that social media platform. Um, but it's a weird one, isn't it? What do people expect from Church? He's made his career... Uh, not doing what the establishment tells him he should do. He drops albums out of nowhere with no marketing or promotion. He plays three, three-and-a-half, four-hour concerts. You know, he doesn't endorse products or take lucrative sponsorship deals like other country artists do. He shoots from the hip. And as far as I'm concerned, if you've made it this far as an Eric Church fan, then you must like that anti-establishment attitude that he has. You know, you only have to read the lyrics to that damn rock and roll for Pete's sake. And they tell you all that you need to know about him. So all of a sudden, this anti-establishment, tell it how it is, you know, shoot from the hip guy has just 
dared to pose a question about gun control and all of a sudden now he's facing some sort of Dixie Chicks-esque backlash. Um, and he is a Second, Men- he is a second Amendment guy. He, he, he believes in that sort of thing. You know, that's the right to bear arms. Um, and he poses a valid question about the power of the NRA, their influence and their political reach. But all of a sudden... Uh, he's persona non grata to a whole subsection of country fans, and that's pathetic, if you ask me. He's not even singing about gun control, and it's not something he's saying on a stage, night after night after night. It's a quote in a magazine. It shouldn't stop you, you would think, from enjoying his music, but for so many Americans, despite their previous acceptance of church as a rebel and a disruptor, they don't seem to like it now, which is a bit hypocritical, if you ask me. Uh, These aren't the only examples of politics and country music being intertwined. Nashville and country music is a historically conservative Republican place. Artists like Kid Rock, Hank Williams Jr., Toby Keith, Trace Atkins, Kelly Clarkson, Alan Jackson, Leanne Rimes have all expressed right-wing views in the media during their careers. And organisations like the Church and like the NRA traditionally hold a lot of influence across the states of the South. But change does seem to be afoot. Tim McGraw openly supports same-sex marriage and gun control. And, and Casey Musgraves, Charlie Walsh and Margot Price, Maren Morris and Kit Moore have all expressed beliefs that are sort of left of middle. You only need to spend a little time on Brothers Osborne's Twitter's page and it becomes apparent who their political leanings are for. Shania Twain recently ended up apologising for a pro-Trump comment that she made in the press. So it seems that the younger generation of country artists have different values and maybe see the world in a different way to the legends of the past. In the UK, historically, you know, we've tended to be left-wing with our music over here and it's the left-wing artists that have made the most noise. From John Lennon to the Sex Pistols, from Billy Bragg to even Stormzy, that there's a prevalence over here in direct contradiction to country music of socialist and of left as centre musicians. Indeed, The Telegraph ran an article in 2013 called There's a Reason All Musicians Are Lefties, which is well worth a look up online. They talk about the creativity, the penniless years, the cooperative nature of the industry being amongst the factors that they suggest are influencing reasons why so many musicians are actually left of centre in their politics, but not in country music, traditionally. So why can't we devolve politics from music? Why can't we separate the two? Um, U2 lead singer Bono is often lampooned in the press and made fun of in the media for espousing various causes and charities. And I know directly people who won't listen to U2 because of Bono's beliefs. Personally, when Brantley Gilbert took to the stage in London at the 2015 C2C Festival, I was amazed to hear him shouting the odds about the Second Amendment and about gun ownership, and he misjudged the room completely, coming across something akin to like a a comedy redneck in a foreign country whose laws, culture and history do not entertain those beliefs. He was the talk of the festival for the next few days, and he's never been back to the UK since. So it just goes to show that the right wing doesn't have a monopoly on offence and outrage. It stretches across the whole political spectrum. You know, we were, I personally was amazed that Brantley, who, you know, I've heard from many, many people who have toured with him, uh, who I've interviewed, such a lovely guy, such a heartfelt, hardworking, 
um, caring about his fans type of musician would stand on a stage in London uh, and espouse so stringently his beliefs on gun control. But, it, you know, so offence swings both ways. Um, it's also clear, then, that it is hard to devolve politics from music. If an artist is espousing views that are contrary to the ones you hold yourself, it's going to be hard to put that aside and just focus on the music. Shut up and sing was the contradictory statement thrown at the Dixie Chicks in the aftermath of their declaration in 2003. But I'm not sure that that is possible. The, the lyrics that an artist writes or what he says or she says on stage or online are all part of the jigsaw of the smaller constituent parts that make up the greater whole. And sometimes you admire people more for what they choose to reveal, like Eric Church or Cam even, who is currently very outsp- a very outspoken advocate for a greater female presence in country music. And sometimes, like with Brantley Gilbert, it works the other way. It all depends on your own beliefs and values. Of course, the ultimate power in Nashville still lies in the hands of the radio programmers, and they remain staunchly conservative and often right-wing-leaning. Annoy them, and you'll find yourself on the fringes of the genre, rightly or wrongly. No, let's actually be very clear about that, 100% wrongly. Uh, And it's one of the reasons why a talent like Charlie Warsham remains unknown over in Nashville, whilst here in the UK we treat him like some sort of hometown hero when he plays over here. Because Warsham's not been afraid to wade into issues like racism and sexism and gun control, even if it's been to the detriment of his public image with radio programmers and other sections of the media. So it'll be fascinating to see if Eric Church's NRA comments do have an impact on the sale of his new album. But this is the chief we're talking about, and I suspect that he really doesn't give a flying fig about any fan that walks away from him. Thank you for listening. This has been James's 10 Minute Country.